Hey everybody, Coach John Daly here. I uh, wanted to introduce uh, Dr. Jeff Lipp and our discussions continuing here. This is our eighth discussion. Just absolutely amazing how, how many we've gotten in and uh, the conversation, uh, how it's evolved and um, not only looking back at, at Jeff's uh, life events and some things that have happened to him, but also current events too mixed in there too, which is what you know I think life is all about. The ups and downs, the people coming in and out of your life, um, but relationships are always seeming to be that anchor, uh, the important things in life. They, they really are. Uh, so join us uh, in this conversation as it continues. And I'm definitely looking forward to uh, the conversations after as Jeff and I are uh, taking a trip down to Atlanta with Sam Crowley's live event uh, to uh, learn about some podcasting and some speaking and uh, putting a book together and, and some marketing stuff and just just some great overall uh, people that are there uh, going to be helping us out and teaching uh, those type of, you know, ideas and concepts that uh, Jeff is really fired up about. And I cannot wait until he puts his book together. I cannot wait to see how great his podcast is going to be uh, coming up in the near future. And uh, he's really been uh, lit on fire, so to speak, taking a, a title from my favorite book, uh, On Fire, by John O'Leary. Living that inspired, passionate life, Jeff has tapped into uh, some things that are not only uh, helping him get out of his comfort zone and growing, uh, he's helping just about everybody that he knows. Uh, anybody that knows Jeff um, and what he's been through and what he's talking about, it, it's helping each and every one of those people too, because it's helping me, I know that. It's getting me out of my comfort zone, it's helping me grow. So I'm hoping that it's helping you too, okay? So please sit back, enjoy, and again, if you're just picking this up now, Go back to uh, the earlier podcast where Jeff uh, and I introduce each other and, and get this conversation flowing so many weeks ago, and uh, hopefully you're getting some great nuggets out of it, taking some good notes, and maybe listening to it again and again. If there's certain things that kind of capture your attention there, and uh, just, uh, Jeff, i got to thank you again, buddy. Uh, this has been great, and I'm looking forward to this continuing. Very excited for our future together and yours as, uh, you know, professionally, personally, there's a lot of great things coming your way, my friend. Okay? Everybody, enjoy show number eight with Dr. Jeff Lipp. Hey, everybody. Coach John Daly. We're back in the house together with Dr. Jeff Lipp on another installment of our conversations, which i got to be honest, I've been, I've been just looking forward to um, you know, Tuesday nights here, Tuesdays with Jeff, and uh, so we're making this recording here on uh, Tuesday, the 24th of October, and uh, just been looking forward to it, and a new chapter's coming out. Uh, I know he's been uh, excited about, um, you know, some stuff that he's put together here, and uh, there's been a lot going on, I think, for everybody. Uh, here we are as we're getting toward the end of October already. I cannot believe that. Unbelievable. But Jeff, are you in the house with me here? I am totally in the house with you, my friend. How are you today, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Got through my eye doctor appointment, my orthodontic. So I was telling Jeff before we started recording, if I start lisping like Cindy Brady, which some of you don't even know who that is, sad to say, telling <laughs> my age, um, I'll have to make sure my braces are in tight here. So I'm ready to rock and roll here, buddy. So I figured tonight we could talk a little bit about what I wanted to talk about on last podcast without all that craziness that's happening in my <laughs> life professionally. So yeah, sure. uh, this evening, <laughs> absolutely. So this evening I want to talk a little bit about my sister. 
and her husband, Nick, which are very two important people in my life. And then maybe next podcast, and definitely next podcast, I'm thinking I'm going to talk about my brother and his immediate family. But to give you a little bit of my sister, yeah, absolutely. My family is so important, John. So to give you a little context about my sister, she's, I am approximately five years older than my sister. And while growing up, my brother and I were older than her, and we were, you know, the protective brothers type of type. You know, we were very protective of her, but we always gave her a difficult time. Uh, we loved her, but we would typically do what older brothers would do, and that was instigate her, you know, get underneath her skin. She was my, da- my dad's daughter, so, you know, she was loved by my dad. Uh, do you have any siblings, John? I have one sister who's uh, two years younger than me. Oh, so you know exactly what I'm talking about when I'm saying growing up with a younger sister and <laughs> kind of right like instigating her. Protective but instigating her. That I'm, In my mind, I'm like, yeah, I did some stuff to my sister too. Absolutely. Laura, I, I hope she forgives me. But, uh, yeah, absolutely, man. I know where you're coming from. And that's that's just the mentality of an older brother typically. Yeah. And so just like just like my mom about a couple of podcasts ago, I could talk about my sister for, for hours. Uh, but I want to really concentrate on the last three years and what she's meant to me in my life and everything I've kind of been through. So after, after a week of when Sarah left, um, it was very difficult for me. And what my sister and her fiancé at the time, Nick, did was they spent a lot of time with me. They basically forced themselves in my life because, John, I didn't want to do anything. I, I couldn't move. Um, I was mm. having a hard time processing all the loss and all the rejection. And, and I'll be honest with you, my friend, at that particular time, I had a very difficult time letting anybody in my life. I wanted to be alone. And when you're going through very difficult times, being alone is probably the one of the worst things that you could ever do for yourself. And my sister knew that. So she forced herself in my life. I remember on one occasion where uh, Nick, her, and I, we went out to dinner, and uh, we ate pizza because we love buddies. And that, that pizza place is amazing. And then afterwards, um, you know, Nick was going to go home and wanted to know if Kathy wanted to come with her. And Kathy's like, no, I'll spend the night. I, I just want to make sure he's doing okay. And it, it's just, I look back on that now, that was probably one of the most important things because she would constantly, after she spent the night that night, she left the next morning, she would, every week from that point forward, she would always check out on me. She would. Mm-hmm. She would give me a call, send me a text, make sure things were good. Whenever I needed to talk in the middle of the night, she would pick up. And it just, it really, really meant the world to me. And when my dad started getting really sick, um, I had to start then focusing all my attention on my dad. I, I could no longer grieve over Sarah. And I, I felt like life was just telling me, listen, this whole Sarah thing is out of your control. Right now you need to focus and make your dad the number one priority. And so with that being said, my dad was from, from that point forward, um, really the main priority in our life. So it's my, what I really want to share tonight was, was a really interesting story that I don't think a lot of people know uh, about my dad's last day. And it was, it was one of the most, uh, it was one of the most difficult situations I had experienced. And my sister played a major role in that because as I indicated about five minutes ago, my sister was my dad's daughter, and, you know, she was, in her, in my dad's eyes, just perfect. 
everything that he wanted in the daughter he saw in Kathy. And so I remember the last day, and it was like about 3 o'clock in the afternoon um, on the 12th. Um, my sister had called me, and I was still at work. I was actually going to go to my next job, and she said, Dad's not doing well. She had a guy on a call from the nurse, and the nurse you know, spoke with Kathy a little bit of it and told Kathy in so many words, you and your family should come up to the hospital and talk about what we need to do next with your dad. Usually when you hear those words and a conversation like that with Kathy, to me, that's nothing good. You know, it's, it's leading in a very, very dark direction. And so um, I made accommodations with my second job, and then I went back up to the hospital uh, with the rest of my family, and we sat there, and the nurse kind of gave us a diagnosis of what was happening. And at that time, my dad was already on a respirator. The nurse indicated that, um, you know, the nurse came in, she checked his vitals, and then obviously the doctor came in, and the doctor gave us some options. She basically indicated to us at that time, you know, we can either offer surgery and try to remove some of the stuff that's causing some of these problems, uh, but if we put him on the table and we open him up, unfortunately he may not make it through the night. Or we let him go naturally and then... Um, you know, roll the dice, see how things go. But no matter what direction we're t- uh, taking, the the outcome was very, very bleak. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very difficult for us that night. I mean, we were going through a lot of grief. So we opted to let him stay on the respirator and um, basically, you know, go through the natural causes, take him off the respirator, and slowly let himself pass through the night. Um, when we, before we decided to do that, we asked the doctor how long we, we would have before, you know, he would stop breathing and he would totally be uh, pronounced dead. And the doctor said, you know, that could be anywhere, you know, he would choose when he wanted to take his last breath. Mm-hmm. So, John, my dad, my dad was a fighter, let me put it like that. Uh, he'd been dealing with low oxygen levels for a very long time. And so when we decided to take him off the respirator, even before we decided to take him off the respirator, each one of us, my brother, my sister, my mom and I, we spent some time with him. Uh, we said our last goodbyes because we didn't know once we took him off the respirator how long we actually had before he took his last breath. Mm-hmm. So we said our last goodbyes, and then, um, and that was about, uh, honestly, about 5.30 that afternoon. And so we took him off the respirator. We then uh, all waited with him for a little bit, and then we slowly started taking turns on uh, spending time with him before he ended up taking his last breath. My dad was a fighter. He would stay up all night um, doing breathing if he could. You know, he really could. But he was going to go on his own time. I, I truly believe that more than anything. Mm-hmm. So that night uh, was one of the longest nights of my life. Then um, that's actually the night when I started writing a lot about where I was at emotionally, how I was feeling, how I was really questioning all the pain that I was going through because you know, it would be any time that my dad would pass, you know. So as the night progressed, um, uh, my brother went home. Uh, my mom and my sister, they, they said goodbye and they went home. And then I went home too. There was a point where we, always, we all went home, but we all tried to take shifts to make sure that he was never alone and that his, never, his last breath was with, you know, with somebody in that particular room. Right. Um, so my mom uh, stayed there the longest of all of us, and uh, she finally went home because – I went home for a couple hours. It was about, I would say, uh, roughly 
4 a.m. when I went home that next day. And then um, I, I came back at about 6 o'clock in the morning, and uh, my, my mom, I sent her home. I said, you, you, you got to go. You got to go. And so uh, she went home, got some rest. And then for that, about that next hour, hour and a half, I spent with my dad promising him uh, so many things, telling him to just go ahead, let go. He's got a lot better life waiting for him and that I would take care of everything. And I made a lot of promises that day that I will never forget with him. Had a lot of very good conversations with him. Um, at about, I would say about 8.30, my sister came back um, from coming home from where she was in Plymouth. And she told me to step out for a little bit because I, I had been there for, you know, some good time now. And um, so when I stepped down the hallway, I was there for about 15 minutes in the hallway waiting room. And then my sister comes busting through the doors, um, rushes me to come back in, and then tells me that, you know, my dad took his last breath. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how interesting life works out, my friend. And this is why I'm sharing this all with you. My dad... Um, I think purposely chose to take his last breath with Kathy. Um, he really loved my sister. He loved her a lot. And he wanted to spend all the time he could, the, the majority of the time with my mom, obviously. And then, you know, saying some things with me in the morning. And then he decided to take his last breath with my sister the next day. And then while he took his last, uh, last breath, my brother was literally coming back up from the elevator. So he had planned everything, my friend. I, I don't even know how to describe it, but he... He really planned everything. And so it was tough. It was tough, but I, I think my dad it was a very strong person that just loved my sister, and that's how much my sister meant to my dad. Um, and he would always protect her. He would always make sure that um, she came first, and what, that was so vital to him. The toughest thing then after that was obviously not having my dad at my sister's wedding. And... Um, that transition was very difficult for my sister because, A, she just lost her father, so no one was able to walk her down the aisle. And then, B, she would always remind me that, you know, dad never could come to the house. You know, I'm like, well, you know, our dad, we got cremated. Now dad is with my brother and my sister and my mom and myself. So, I mean, in many ways, he's with us every single day. But, you know, to actually have him there would mean so much more, you know. Right. Yeah. And so the next transition that I'm going to take the story, obviously, is – uh, my sister's wedding. And, and at my sister's wedding, she had an amazing wedding. Um, Nick, uh, her fiancé at that time, proposed to her on Petoskey, Michigan. Uh, and then we decided to do a, uh, she decided to do a destination wedding out in Florida, uh, which was beautiful. Des- Destiny, Destin, Florida is an amazing place. Have you ever been to Petoskey, my friend? Yes, love it up there in that area of Michigan. Gorgeous. Just beautiful. It's just beautiful. And I, I didn't really travel too much. And then uh, when my friend, my other friend got married up there this past summer, it was just, it was a really amazing wedding. But Nick proposed to her in Petoskey and then obviously had that destination wedding in Florida. And down there, it was, it was a great place. It was a great, it was just all of my dad's family came. And that was the next time that we saw them after the funeral. And they all supported my sister. Uh, it was difficult. But let me, let me show you once again how life is so very interesting. The day of the rehearsal, which was, once again, April 22nd, uh, on April 22nd, my, uh, my sister's rehearsal was very interesting in the fact that the weather was not really cooperative. It was really cloudy that day. Things did not look like it was a good 
outcome weather-wise, and we didn't know what to expect the following day. Well, the following day, you won't believe it, my friend. It was just exactly, I think, my dad planned it this way. And it was just so interesting how my dad operates. And I truly believe it's my dad, so that's why I keep mentioning that. But the next day, as my brother and myself are walking my sister down the aisle to greet Nick to get married, the clouds just seemed to go away. And the sun came right down on my sister and kind of like guided her a path to Nick. It was just absolutely beautiful. If you were there, you could definitely see what I was talking about, but it seemed like all the gray and all the dark just went away because he did not want that for my sister anymore. And I, I tell you, my friend, it, it was just, it was moving for me, and it really made me think about just how important my sister was in my life, and let alone my dad, how important he still was, even though he's not physically with us there. So that, it, it, it just truly moved me. That's the, the best words that I can put it. Um, after the wedding, um, going back a little bit about why she's so important to me, I, I got into this like very season of loneliness and I'm still kind of going over that, my friend. It's been very difficult. Um, you can hear, you can hear it kind of in my voice tone as I talked about that in previous podcasts, but I've been feeling very lonely because I don't have a significant other and it's very difficult to go to these weddings without someone in my life. Have, have you ever felt lonely? Have you ever been there, my friend? Yes, I have, absolutely. I've been back plenty of times, um, especially when people have, have passed away in the family and, you know, even just remembering recently, uh, I shared with you today, you know, a next-door neighbor just passed away and just thinking about what his family's going through brought up memories of, you know, my cousin, my grandmother, and, and other people. And uh, there, there's that sense of loneliness. But um, it is different, I think, what you you are going through, buddy, with uh, – with um, not having that special person in your life. Um, so I, I totally, I, I understand where you're coming from, though. Absolutely, buddy. I know, buddy. You always do. And that's why your empathy is just, what, what makes you a very good teacher, honestly, and a very good friend. Um, it, because it's like, unless you walk through someone's <clears throat> shoes, you don't really know how to relate. And sometimes that it's, it's very difficult to walk through some people's shoes. But, I mean, as I go through that series of, loneliness, that season of loneliness that I've been kind of going through, it's been difficult. And um, I can only tell you from that point forward how just important Nick and Kathy have been in my life from that point forward. Like even after the wedding, they still, we still do a lot. I mean, we, we hang out consistently, you know. Um, mm. Let me give you an example. This past summer, what we did was we went to Toronto. We went to New Jersey. And we visited all my dad's relatives that were attended my sister's wedding, attended my dad's funeral, and then we went out to visit them. And these are my dad's relatives, and we want to make sure we connected with them, you know, that we're there with them, that they mean so much to our life just because our dad isn't here physically anymore, that we, we were not – we're still a family, every one of us. And that, that, what, that right there is why family is just so, so important because they are the – honestly, the most important thing. And, and since my dad's death, I can tell you right now, my brother, my sister, my mom, all of us, we've gone so much closer. And just spending time on vacations alone with family sometimes can be very difficult, I'll be honest with you. you know. But more than anything, it, I, I live for these vacations now with them because, I mean, it's just amazing how close and connected we are through my dad. And I, I, like I said, I, I never felt closer than to my sister than I do now. I mean, 
to give you another example, we see each other weekly now. My sister is a avid thrift, thrift store person, basically. Uh, she loves thrifting, so does my mom, and they kind of got me addicted to that lifestyle now too. Um, it's very interesting. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's how we bond. That's how we connect. That's how we make sure that we meet every week with a sense of purpose to do things and not necessarily focus on the negative, but just to make sure we catch up and, you know, kind of relate to how things are in the week because things can get busy with work and such. Um, my sister has a blog, too, if, if anyone ever wanted to check it out. It's called A Very Married Life. Um, her last name now is Mary uh, because she married Nick Mary. So she's created a blog that talks about, you know, the good things in life, you know, kind of like Jeremy Todd's uh, Positive Motivation Podcast. This is very similar. She has a, has a blog page which talks about awesome places that she's been and just her life and how good things are, you know, ever since everything happened. And Nick and I, we've gone a lot closer too. I shared this with you. Nick and I talk about sports all the time. It's got, it's a, it truly is a guy thing. I don't, I don't know if you ever noticed that, but <laughs> it, it really is. We just talk about sports. He's like my fantasy go-to person. Whenever I have a fantasy sports question, uh, I usually go to him. I send him a quick text. So we're, we're very connected that way. But more than anything, like I said, one of the goals is to obviously, hopefully from our conversations, you know, learn how to develop a podcast, grow from the podcast, and, you know, invite them on, and just continuously share my story of how amazing people are when you allow them to be in your life. You know, and it's like, once again, it's, the relationship is reciprocal. I get a lot from them. They give me so much, and I give them a lot, too. And, it, you know, it's just been amazing. It's just been amazing. Through all the grief, everything still is very good. Now, I'm not going to say everything is perfect, you know, because we're, right. we're all humans. But, you know, it, it, the closeness you feel, the bond that you feel, it, it's real. It's, it's there. And I, I would not trade it for anything else in the world, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, how's your family doing, my friend? Uh, good. Good. We're, we're uh, I don't know if you can hear Kirby upstairs. We seem to have calmed down, but uh, you know what? It's it's been cool. Kids are uh, kids are working. Kids going to school. Matthew graduated. Um, things are going good here. My dad, as I told you, doing better. Uh, fell, broke his leg, um, so he's in a, a rehab place, getting stronger. And his attitude's awesome. Uh, my mom's doing good, and we're just talking about the holidays tonight. You know, as far as uh, what's coming up and start making some plans and stuff and everything you're talking about with family, buddy, it's getting right, right here in the heart. Um, there is nothing like it. There's, there's nothing like it. So, uh, thanks for bringing up some great points on that for me, man. Thank you so much, man. This is, this is good stuff. Good stuff. I love how you brought up the holidays because we, I would spend a lot of the holidays with Sarah and her family. And when I lost that part of my life, it's my sister, it's my brother, it's my mom that kind of helped fill that void. And the holidays are, for people that are dealing with loneliness, can be one of the most difficult times that they can ever experience. Because it's just, you feel more isolated, you feel more alone, and they just bring up a lot of memories, you know. Mm. But I'm blessed. I, I truly am blessed. Because, once again, these, my brother, my sister, my mom, they all infuse themselves in my life. And even though I don't ask for it, they, they make it a point to make my life better, to make sure that I don't ever feel alone. And that's the reason why I feel truly the way I feel some days. Um, and, it, it, you know, it, we have ups and downs. Every relationship has ups and downs. But at the end of the day, they're family, and I know just how important they are in my life. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, that's good stuff, man. I just uh, when you're talking about your dad, I was I was tearing up and um, you know trying not to slobber all over my phone here. Um, <laughs> just powerful stuff. Just powerful stuff. It's uh, it, it's definitely something I would uh, I would love to meet your family. You know, because I hear so much about them over the over the last few years, and um, I hope someday uh, I can meet them and uh, tell them thank you. Thank you for everything that they've helped you with. It's helping others, and it's it's just good stuff, buddy. We eat a lot of rice, my friend. So you uh, you might want to get ready to eat some rice. Being Asian American, we we have rice with almost every meal except for breakfast. So well, let me tell you, uh, we will. We I love had, to have you over, my friend. It's good. We just had some tonight, and rice is good for me with uh, having celiac disease. <laughs> I can't have anything wheat and gluten. Rice is on the diet. I like that. <laughs> Oh man! Oh. So how's things been with uh, with this past week? We we talked about you know a week ago, like you said, you wanted to talk about your sister and the great things she brings into your life, and uh, um, definitely got like I said, I got to meet her. Um, but it's been a, it's been a strange week, I think, for you from the standpoint of a week ago. You know, news was just breaking, decisions were just being made about your career change, and so how's it been uh, this past week? Still kind of up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, bittersweet is the best way I can put it. Um, some people are still making their way down. We're having some good conversations. I don't believe a lot of students know. And I haven't told a lot of students, to be quite honest with you, too, because the next person that they hire into my position, I really want to build that person up. I want to make sure that uh, the students there at that school make sure that they feel completely supported. But it's been truly bittersweet. There's days where I still kind of tell myself, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go. I don't really want to do this. I don't want to leave all these people. I don't want to leave all these good people. But I feel like, once again, a new challenge is going to make me grow. Professionally, personally, I need that. And I think this is the push that I need to start moving in that direction. So when I kind of look at my, you know, my next few weeks or where I'm going to be, it, it, you know, I don't know. I don't really know that. But I, I feel good being in the here and now. That's all I can tell you. Mm. You know, mm. being very peaceful with my decision and then slowly making sure that I transition myself and the new person that's going to come in into a good position is what I'm looking to do. And as I continue to say goodbye to everybody, it, it's hard. It's it's. I don't even want to wait to that Friday because I, I don't know emotionally how I'm going to be. But... I know it's it's good for everybody because you know you and I spoke about this in great in great great length. I think me choosing to go this route has forced a lot of people to grow also, and um, I think you know my decision affects a lot of people. But I think everyone's going to grow personally, professionally, and it's actually honestly going to probably bring me closer to a lot of people that I don't see every single day, you included. You know, mm-hmm. and I and I think we're going to fight harder to maintain a relationship because. That's, that's the essence of every relationship is how hard you're willing to work to maintain that. And is it worth your time to maintain that? And I'll be honest with you, a lot of them are. You know, mm-hmm. and you just got to gotta carve out that time to be closer to people. Absolutely. It's funny, you must have read my mind, brother, because today when uh, we were talking at lunch <clears throat> and uh, you know, shared a few uh, stories, a few tears, and um, I remember... After lunch, I walked out in the hallway and you know, walked by your office and 
uh, I just thought, man, this is uh, this is gonna be tough. Not having you around just to you know run stuff by you and get something off my chest and get some feedback and but then I did think about how valuable the relationship is to the point of it will get better. It, there will be you know obviously days where you know we don't see each other, you don't see all these other close people that you're with at, at Lakeshore and um, but it is going to grow stronger. It is going to mean that okay we're going to make more effort to keep in touch and, and get out and, and see each other too. And uh, that whole growth thing, it, like you said, it, you, you've made a decision professionally. You've seen that it's going to help you grow more. But now a byproduct of that is helping so many other people grow too, which I think is just mm-hmm. powerful. And not just from a relationship standpoint, but like I told you before, I think you're, you're giving people confidence, and I hope it's part of this podcast too, um, the ups and downs in life and things like that. But the confidence to go out and get out of that comfort zone, even though bad things mm-hmm. have happened and, and you're hurting and, you know, you're scared and, you know, you're, you're hesitant to love again, and but, you know, you still want to make connections and you still, you know, promote the fact that relationships are key in life, and they are. Uh, they are. I mean, it's, uh, that's what life is all about. When it comes down to it, that's what life's all about. And, um, you know, you've done just a fantastic job of, connecting with people, uh, you and your family, obviously, from what we've heard tonight, buddy. So uh, once again, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's, it's, I, I, I don't even know where to begin, my friend, because it's a lot about what you made me do to, to try to grow with this podcast, and it's just amazing. You know, and the one thing I want to stress more than anything is that when I talk about a lot of these hard times, when you're in it and you are just, feeling the true emotional part of being depressed and sad, it is difficult to see any light at all. And then, but you, when you start realizing that not every day is going to be like this and every day is going to have its ups and downs, but there's going to be a lot better, you know, tomorrow or the next day you look at it, it's going to get better. And it does, it does. It surprisingly does, you know, you may not believe that, but it really does. And right now I feel, I feel great. I feel absolutely great, my friend. Um, I'm probably going to be sad in about a couple of days, you know, but, I mean, sure. you know, you never know. And so yeah. it, as long as you live in that moment, being here and now, it, it's truly the most important thing. Yep, I wrote that down. You're at peace in the here and now, in the present. And that, I think that's something that's a great reminder. We all need that. Oh, boy. Hey, another great job tonight, Jeff. Thank you so much for uh, you know, sharing this journey, and I know it means a lot to you, and I know it's, it's helping other people, and uh, um, this is just good quality stuff, buddy. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Always love my time with you, my friend. Uh, can't wait to maybe still talk about my brother, his family next week, because my niece and nephew, they are kind of my world right now, so it's, oh, I'm kind of hyped for that. That'd be, oh, man, looking forward to that, too. That's cool. All right, buddy. Hey, good uh, good chatting with you again, and uh, we will see uh, you at uh, school tomorrow. And for the rest of everybody, um, I'm hoping you're taking some lessons from this. I hope, uh, you know, it might be one of those things where you, know, you did talk about that, and you go back a couple shows, and you, and that, oh, gosh, I like the way he put that. You know, that's definitely something I need to hear. You know, there's lessons here, and that's why I love these podcasts, is you can listen to them more than once, and uh, two months from now, you might be going through something new that you weren't counting on going through today, and you can always draw back, whether it's our podcast that we're doing together or other people's podcasts that just have great content out there. There's, and in, in today's world, we need it. Let me tell you, we just need the, 
the people that are out there, you know, looking to connect and help other people. And I hope that's what Jeff and I are bringing each and every one of the listeners out there. And, and Jeff, you, you are definitely part of this, my friend. Um, last time I looked, uh, I'm hoping I'm over now, but last time I looked, I was close to 2,000 downloads. Uh, it just astounds me, you know, that uh, this little idea that I had that I've been wanting to do started this summer and, um, and keeping going every other day. And um, there's a lot of people out there that are connecting with this message. So you are part of that, Jeff. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I just think that you're a popular guy, my friend. <laughs> I'm riding some pretty big coattails of uh, some people that are helping out, that's for sure. All right, everybody. Hey, keep uh, working hard. Keep smiling. Keep uh, those positive vibes going, doing whatever whatever you can to get through what you got to get through. Like Jeff said, this too shall pass. Better things are coming. And, uh, again, find me over on Facebook at coach to expect success and over on Twitter at coach to success And uh, we will keep in touch, and we will talk again soon. See you.